Welcome to Falling for Jesus. I'm Isabel. Every week at Falling for Jesus, we will be diving into a chapter of Scripture and breaking down the Bible to learn more of our God and falling in love with Jesus. For points of reference, I will be reading the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Join me in using your Bible or click to the YouTube link where the podcast will be posted with follow-along text to read the word as we go along. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you very much, Lord, for uniting us on another faithful Friday to read your word and to learn more from you. This faithful Friday, as we walk in faith, help us recognize who our allies are. Help us be able to love like you do and forgive those who have hurt us in the past, in the present, and even when it comes up in the future, Lord. Help us be able to love just like you do. And let's pray the prayer Jesus taught us to our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Falling for Jesus. So just to summarize what we talked about last week, last week we spoke about not allowing disputes to overrule our relationships with people. We talked about not letting ourselves be ruled by our anger and how beautifully Jesus forgives and loves us. This week, we will be talking about our allies, the invaders, and the grace of when we give. We receive more than we have accounted for. Genesis 14 talks about having allies, and let's dive into this word. It goes like this. Genesis 14. Abram rescues Lot. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Arioch of Elisar, King Kedorlaomer of Elam, and King Tidal of Goim fought against King Bera of Saddam, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Adma, King Shemember of Zeboim, and the King of Bela, also called Zor. This second group of kings joined forces in Sidim Valley that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For 12 years, they had been subject to King Kerdolomer, but in the 13th year, they rebelled against him. One year later, Kerdolomer and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephites and Ashtaroth Karnim, the Zuzites at Ham, the Emites at Sheveh Kiriathim, and the Horites at Mont Ser, as far as El Paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to Enmispat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalek. Amalekites and also the Amorites living in Hazazon Tamar. Then the rebel kings of Saddam, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kirdalmer of Elam. 
King Tidal of Goim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Elisar, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits, and as the army of the kings of Saddam and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Saddam and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew who lived in Saddam, and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the old grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives Eshcol and Aner were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 300 118 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedolomer's army until he caught up with them at dawn. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedolomer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. Melchizedek blesses Abram. After Abram returned from his victory over Kedolomer and all his allies, the king of Saddam went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Saddam said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Saddam, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. What an action-filled reading we have this time. Genesis 14 starts off by talking about having allies. The word ally means a partner united with a common purpose, to connect or form a relation by similitude, resemblance, friendship, or love, a relative, a kinsman. In this time and generation, I think we have grown accustomed to doing things ourselves and in being strong and independent and not wanting to rely on others. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do things on your own. It is just worrisome when we become so self-sufficient that we 
reject the help of our allies and ultimately the help that comes from God. When we have allies, those allies pick us up when we drop the ball or simply cannot do something ourselves. This chapter summarizes an invasion that takes place in Saddam and Gomorrah. During the invasion, Locke gets captured. And of course he gets captured. It's obvious that he does. Why? Because of his wealth. Last week we read how Lot and Abram had grown in abundance, and in Genesis chapter 14 verse 12 it says, They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew who lived in Saddam, and carried off everything he owned, meaning they took all of his possessions. In reading this, I realize a pattern that matches what the enemy likes to do. You see, the invaders will only steal from someone who is wealthy. In thinking about the enemy, I was in shock. That is what the devil does. He only comes to invade our minds and pervert our hearts because he knows that the promises the Lord has for us is good. Do you think the devil would have tripped up Eve and Adam, Noah, and tried to do it to Jesus if they had, if what they had was of no value? The only reason he tries to throw wrenches in our lives is because he knows that the fruit of our Lord gives us value. Ain't no robbers gonna rob a person of low income. No, they're gonna go rob where the wealth is. And the wealth I speak about is a spiritual one. It's the wealth of knowing and having the peace of Jesus overflow our mind, body, and soul. It's a peace that comes from our Heavenly Father and renews our strength continuously. So... Moving along, we then see one of Lot's men escape to tell Lot's ally, Abram, what has just occurred. And we see what happens in Genesis chapter 14, verse 14. It says, when Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedolomir's army until he caught up with them at Dan. Abram heard what was going on and immediately went to be there for his nephew Lot. He comes in and, and helps him out, gives him a helping hand. Something that has changed in my life because of this journey of reading the Bible is my allies. For a while, me and my Bible study group friends have been desiring to connect with more people of our age group that simultaneously are pursuing their faith. In forming the Bible study group, God answered this desire for us. In reading the Bible week by week, God keeps on inspiring us and one thing that was inspired by my brother Miguel, the Holy Spirit moved him to create a mastery of sin chat. He, like many of us, had some sins he was battling with and decided that he needed help to help to finally get a hold of it. In the mastery of sin chat we have all become allies in the sense of when someone is battling unforgiveness issues or issues with other sins they can mention what they're going through in detail or not it's up to them and the rest of the chat will simply put that person in our intentions and pray for them once we hear that a person is struggling we pray and ask god to intercede for that person if this is something that you would like to do with your close friends you can certainly do so it's a judgment-free zone and just a place where we can find comfort in having our brothers and sisters in christ pray for us and remind us of god's love for us once Abram heard what was happening, he goes to defend Lot. It reminds me of Cain in Genesis 4, verse 9. It says, After the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? Well, the answer to Cain's sass is, Yes, we are. 
Jesus gives us a new commandment in John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. In loving one another as Jesus loved us, in doing that action of love, we become allies to our neighbors and our brother's guardian like Abram does in this chapter. Moving along, we read in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with his blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. In reading these words, I feel comforted in knowing that God Most High defeats my enemies for me, that even when the devil tries to invade my thoughts and feelings, God protects me from the invasion. In the Bible, we continuously see affirmations in where God protects us in every way. For it says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, it says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will, ne he will neither fail you nor abandon you. As the chapter is coming to a close, we see Abram giving. He gives a tenth of all the goods he recovers to Melchizedek. He doesn't receive what the king Saddam wants to give him. He instead says in Genesis 14 verse 24, he says, I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anner, Eshkel, and Mamre. This is synonymous with how God wants us to give. In giving, we receive more than we than what we've bargained for. In giving, Abram is satisfied with the safety and health of his allies and not filling himself with material things. This week, as we walk in falling for Jesus, I challenge you to take care of your allies. I challenge you all to celebrate in loving one another as Jesus has loved us. And I challenge you in loving your allies and even your enemies. Now for the closing prayer, we will say the prayer by Thomas Merton again that we had said previously last week, and it goes like this, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire, and I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Thank you for joining me this week on Falling for Jesus. Subscribe to the podcast, YouTube page, and follow us on Instagram to be updated for more. Links will be posted on the description box. God bless and keep on falling for Jesus.